What's going on, everybody over in Altcoin Buzz? So today we're going to do episode one of our podcast here. We have Candice and Matt online, and uh, we're going to go ahead and introduce everybody. As you know, this is Jeff, and um, so I don't need an introduction. But Candice, if you could tell us about um, your role with Altcoin Buzz and um, just a little bit about your experience with cryptocurrency. Sweet. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Matt. Um, Hi. My name is Candice, and I am a cryptocurrency analyst and newer to the group, obviously. And um, I have about I have about a year of experience in cryptocurrency, so I'm still fairly new. And uh, what I uh, what drew me to cryptocurrency was I have been investing in the stock market for a long time, and it was kind of like an easy sort of gravitation over to cryptocurrency because most people in the stock market are starting to talk about crypto. What drew me to altcoin buzz was that, yes, it's the normal people. It's not the newest persons just talking or it's the other end of the spectrum where it's those those blockchain experts that you're talking about things that you have no idea what they're even saying. So that's definitely how I nice. got into it. Nice. Nice, nice. Well, welcome to the uh, podcast, and we look forward to uh, hearing more from you as this podcast goes on and as these episodes continue to progress. And uh, Matt, you want to tell us a little bit about your role with Altcoin Buzz and uh, let everyone know about your past with uh, me and um, cryptocurrency. <laughs> yeah, well, Jeff, I'd love to hear that from Candice because that's the whole way that you and I got started. You know, we were interested in this. And Jeff and I met each other several years ago because of Bitcoin. We had a mutual friend and we got uh, interested and got into some cloud mining situations and started buying Bitcoin and researching and looking at it. And really, Jeff just messaged each other back and forth because of our mutual interest in business and trading and investing and, and our values. And it, uh, this whole thing really brought us together. And, and that's what we're doing with Altcoin Buzz. So very excited to be part of the team. I don't know. Uh, maybe Jeff could tell you what I do, but a lot of research and trading and, and business uh, aspects of the Altcoin Buzz. Family. Yeah. Yeah. And back when we first got into uh, cryptocurrency, um, I remember the price of Bitcoin was around about $450. And uh, you were telling me to buy more Bitcoin at $450. Uh, <laughs> And it kept going up, and I remember in my mind because I had a stock, uh, a, a stock mentality. I was thinking, well, I'll wait for it to pull back on the dip, <laughs> you know. And uh, Bitcoin just kept going up, and it went over five hundred. And I remember saying, okay, if it goes back below five hundred, I'll buy back in uh, at around four fifty. Thereabout was my range to buy because I was I was really penny pinching, uh, but uh, Bitcoin never. Uh, went back to that level that I bought in, not even still even. So from that moment forward, Bitcoin never went back to 450. And then uh, when it went and then you contact me a couple months later, you're like, hey, have you seen the price of Bitcoin? And I was like, I've been keeping an eye on it. I, I last checked. I saw it was at 800. And then I checked it that day and it was over a thousand. I think this was <laughs> and, and, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'll probably I'll just wait for it to go back under a thousand and buy then. And then you guys contacted me and you were like, hey, we're going to be getting into Ethereum. And I was like, oh, no, I don't need another, I don't need another coin to get into. Uh, I'm good. And, and you guys were like, yeah, Ethereum, you can get a bunch for like $7. Yeah, $7. And, 
Yeah, and then and then you contacted me again in the summertime, and you were like, "Hey, man, so did you buy any Ethereum?" And I looked at the the tracker, and Ethereum was at three hundred dollars, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, you got to be kidding me!" So this was <laughs> twice now. I had watched Bitcoin rally, and I watched Ethereum rally, and I was like, "Okay, this is." Uh, so then I started. So then when you started talking to me, you were talking to me about Ripple. And uh, you're like Litecoin, and that at the point at that time, uh, Ripple was twenty cents, and Litecoin was at like maybe twenty. I want to say like twenty five dollars, and um, you, you, I was like, oh geez, more coins. And I was like, this Ripple, I don't know about this maximum supply. So I was like, I don't know how high could this <laughs> Ripple thing go. <laughs> and then I, I bought some. I, I, so I started listening to your advice after all that. After the Bitcoin and the Ethereum stuff, and then I, I, I just threw some money blindly into uh, Ripple and blindly into Litecoin, and sure enough, it started panning out. And um, then I started just diving really deep into all coins. And because of the type of person that I am with my analysis, because I come from a data science background, I uh, just started obsessing over it. And one of the things that led us to this channel and this podcast was the fact that I, when I was learning obsessively, I was listening to podcasts and I was listening to other YouTubers and I was like, right. man, just not enough of this type of content out there. And that's basically what led us to this moment that we're at now where we have the YouTube channel and the podcast. And, um, you know, we both, I've combined. So obviously I didn't have quite the, uh, finger on the pulse like you did, but, um, I, I, I took I picked up the media side of it and I started running with it. You've been alongside for that whole part, uh, part of it. It's been so fun. And what my favorite part about what has happened with the YouTube channel is you're bridging the gap for all levels. Uh, there's people who are very experienced that are in there who are still enjoying the content. And then we have people just coming into the space. And, uh, you know, we're talking about way back with when Bitcoin was at 400 and at the time it seemed like a lot. And I remember one particular event, uh, Bitcoin had gone back over the all time highs when it ever was. It would, it went over 1200, I think 1300 one time. And we got a really quick pullback into the high 800s, 900. And I thought I was crazy for buying more. I thought, Oh, oh my yeah. goodness. I were originally got in, in the 300s and at 400, like you said, and here I am, I'm buying more at 900. I must be crazy. But at the time, it just didn't. Nobody knew it was going to go over 10 grand and eventually up to 20 grand. Oh yeah. So Candice, um, I have a couple questions for Candice. Uh, now, how long have you been? Uh, when was when did you buy your first uh, bit of cryptocurrency? So it's, it's funny hearing you guys talk. When I first got into crypto, it was the same thing. I was like, oh, Bitcoin, way too expensive. And I was like, oh, what are these other coins? And I saw Litecoin was like, I think it was like $50 or even less than that maybe. And I was like, oh, those are cheap options. I'll just throw it in there. Who knows what's yeah. going to happen? I definitely invested with play money. So um, it was so your, first, your first cryptocurrency that you bought was a... Uh, um was how much how much how much did you put in what was your introductory uh, investment oh man i think i put in like 200 dollars and, and and you went into coinbase and you you purchased some bitcoin or litecoin or yeah i think i i bought oh, how many do i i think i i bought around 4 litecoins total and i just oh, kind of like meh whatever let's see what happens so your very <laughs> first purchase of cryptocurrency was a litecoin yeah because it was the cheapest one at the time i think you, maybe ethereum was smaller than that but um, 
Yeah. So, uh, what? So, do you remember the price of the Litecoin when you when you purchased it? It was around fifty. I think it was fifty dollars. Yeah, I threw about two hundred dollars in there, fifty, and then just kind of forgot about it for a while, which is the best sort of investing, right? You forget about it, and then all of a sudden it just kind of boomed. One, I think it was a couple of days where it just boomed from there, and I was just like, "Oh, well, uh, this is actually pretty cool." Okay, and so I've just you know, you know, the pullback has happened, but I just not going to touch it. Just kind of leave it there. And then I started to heavily get into Ethereum because with Litecoin, I was just like, well, I don't even know what Litecoin is. What am I getting myself into? So I started to research Litecoin. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was just like, oh, this is cool. What's this Bitcoin Cash? And so then I started to research Bitcoin Cash and I threw some money in there before it was on Coinbase. And uh, so I was heavy in Litecoin, Ethereum and Bitcoin Cash, which I'm still heavy in. But that's kind yeah, of how so I started to get into it. So what are some of your top investments that you hold right now? Some of your top holdings? So my top holdings, knowing what I know now in my research, I'm very heavy in Ethereum-based platform uh, coins and tokens. I have Ethereum, Cardano, I have VeChain, um, some Link, and I bought I, I kind of went off of that and I did a little bit of Ripple just because of the buzz that was going on. So I Bought into Ripple when it was around 10, 10 cents. And so I've kept it from there. And it was just like this sort of like, huh, this thing is pretty cheap. Throw it in there and guess it's worked out for me so far. And then it's funny, <laughs> I invest and then I actually <laughs> look into what the heck I'm putting my money in later. So it's kind of how it goes. Right. Okay. So <laughs> so so you hold you hold a significant amount of Cardano and Ripple at least in comparison to your portfolio, like if we were to break your portfolio down by percentage, what would make up the top percentage? You're saying it's uh, Cardano or would you say it's Ethereum or, or is it a pretty healthy mix of a bunch of different altcoins? So I definitely went into my investments where I wanted about 10% of every coin that I had. My biggest uh, one right now is um, Ethereum, Litecoin, and then my third would be Ripple. Okay. All right. Cool. And what about you, Matt? Uh, diversified, heavily diversified. Oh. So over oh, you're not going to share with us. You're not going to share with us. Well, I would love to. My, I, I have all the top ones uh, as the bulk, but uh, also oh. like you, I've gone into so many different ICOs. I don't even think you guys want to list, listen to my list of ICOs. No, I, oh, you're you got me into the Rivens ICO, the Kin uh, ICO. Um, yeah, and both of those have uh, both of those were slow starts, man. Uh, they took forever to develop, and I was—I remember I was when I got into them. I was kind of—I wasn't really big on Ken uh, at all ever until I started to see a lot of these microtransaction uh, coins start taking off. I saw the utility in Verge, which is a privacy coin. But as um, Ken started to, as, as I started to think about it, and I saw Red Coin and Ripple, and then Cardano, which are all high circulating supply coins, start taking off. Then I was like, okay, uh, well, I know about Kin Token, and it seems like it's already established enough to, to really run. And uh, sure enough, it started to run, but it peeled back on this most recent dip, which has been frustrating. Yeah, the, but, nice, uh, the nice thing is there's room right now at this point. There's, there's, there's blue space up there for these things to go back and visit their all-time highs. And, and as right. these things go back and do that, which I believe they're going to, and I know you talk about a lot of times sound investing advice, and that's why it's cool to hear Candace's trading background and stock background, because 
this all applies in any kind of investing. And and I, I'm really excited about some of these companies and these ICOs that have real use case, that have real product that are out there working because you and I have talked about this over the last couple of years where most of this stuff is really kicking in in this year, 19 and 20. And if everyone has this attitude of investing like a like a Warren Buffett, like you're getting in on the early times of these companies that are that are just going to have tremendous global use case. I mean, the Kick Messenger app and the Kin token, this isn't going to be used by a few people in the U.S. This is used globally <laughs> at this point by right. sixty yep. something million people. So we're not talking about maybe. Candace has felt this at times too, where you're invested in maybe U.S. stocks or companies here, and a lot of countries are restrictive from messing around in our stock market. So it it, it holds the amount of investors that can go in, and in crypto, the one of the best dynamics is that we have a global investment population coming into these things. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the fact that it's New York Stock Exchange is just United States, right? Yeah, and you have foreign investment into the U.S. exchanges, but your right. average person around the world can, with a smartphone now, can go and buy Cardano, which is just yeah. fabulous. There hasn't ever been a time in history that I know of where you have people investing globally like that. Right. Yeah. Now, what um, I'm really big on Asian uh, cryptocurrency. Like, I like uh, Walton. I like Neo. Um, I personally was over in Asia, Singapore, Hong Kong, uh, Korea, uh, just, just in November, Japan. And so I got a, I went over there mostly for research for blockchain to get my finger on the pulse, so to speak about how they feel about Bitcoin. They don't call it Bitcoin. I found that out. Like if you try to say, Oh, Bitcoin, they're like, no. And then you show them a picture of a Bitcoin and then they're like, Oh yeah. And they call it something else. And I'm like, yeah, but, um, but, <laughs> Come to find out, Singapore and Hong Kong are meccas for uh, crypto, like cryptocurrency projects. Like IOHK, uh, Input Output Hong Kong, is Cardano's um, primary. I, I believe their office is out of Hong Kong. But mo- a lot of these projects are either based in Singapore, Hong Kong, maybe even some in Japan, like Omise Go, um, Neo, and uh, Walton, uh, AELF. So there's a lot of different projects, even I believe VeChain isn't VeChain out of Asia. What do you think about how American uh, companies uh, stack up against Asian? And I, and I say that because you bring that global dynamic into play. And to me, that's very interesting because when I travel to Asia and I see these, the Chinese government will take a mountain, they'll mow down the mountain, they'll dump all the dirt in the ocean in the harbor, and then they'll uh, pack it, and then they'll build skyscrapers to the moon. <laughs> and I'm like... Okay, they're not doing that in the United States. Like, I go to American cities and like they're doing like jackhammer work on the on the roads and like <laughs> laying new pipes, but they're not building sky rises to the moon like they are in China. It can't get our roads done. We're just we just need right. good roads. We can't even get those done. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, oh man, the, the Asian work ethic is like amazing. And so I, you know, I'll I'll come back to the United States and be like, look, you guys don't even know how to work compared to these people over there. Um, and so it's just. Uh, so I, I look at the, the, the work ethic over there um, as something that has been t- – it, it is – to me, it's real. The uh, it, It's one of the reasons 
reasons why China is really catching up and almost, I think they believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but they are the biggest economy in the world now, China. So um, I think that's a, I think that's an interesting point uh, to man, add to the, what's man, that? Man, Jeff, you're, you're making me want to go buy some uh, Neo and some of these companies you're talking about. I better get log into the account. Yeah. <laughs> well, As if you American, look at, yeah, if you look at Neo and you look at the dApps that they're they're trying to do, I mean, they've got QLink, they have that Adex, and then they have uh, Red Pulse. I'm actually trying to finish my video that is is Neo the next Ethereum killer. So they have these platforms. Even Qtum has a platform that tr- they're trying to develop on their WeChat, which is this huge. It's like Kick, right? So it's this huge messaging system that all of Asia uses, and so now they're trying to make transactions available in WeChat. And if you notice, you'll go to Coin Market Cap and you'll look at the volume and where people are buying these coins, and it's mostly Asian countries. Yes. I think the U.S. is actually kind of behind all of these in getting into this. We're still, you know, we want to put our cash underneath the mattresses. We want to invest in gold. We want to invest in all these tangible objects. And we're kind of still afraid of what this technology is going to bring. And so we're not jumping the gun like most of these other countries are doing. Yep. And, and that's, that's, that's part of why I really look at these uh, projects coming out of Asia. And I, I invest in many of them. Uh, Chain, um, you know, Walton, I've definitely held for a while. And me say go, you know, I've held that Neo obviously, but, me too. um, so it's, it's, it's interesting because for the first time I can invest in Asian technology and Asian, uh, manpower basically is the best way to put it, but it's their tech now that their, their manpower that's converting to the tech. And so it's exciting for me to be able to, um, invest in not just even Asia, there's like Lisk, there's Swiss board, some of these European projects. Uh, a lot of projects out of the Soviet or um, not Soviet Union. I almost said that uh, Russia, um, but it's really interesting. And then there's Power Ledger coming out of Australia, and I think there's I know Cryptopia is out of New Zealand, but I think there's some projects coming out of there. So just that global participation uh, really makes it interesting. It's not just about the American uh, innovation. Now, obviously, being an American, I'm all for uh, getting the job done. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to turn a blind eye to the fact that we got um, that we've got a whole worldwide market of really sophisticated and high level um, engineers and innovation coming. That's adding a lot of value to this market. To me, as an American, I say, well, um, you know, we can't we can't be slackers and think that we can, you know, relax because we got to work. And that's why that's what I would say to most of these American projects. Is let's let's put the pedal to the metal and um, do the best we can, but not just uh, do the best we can. Like go above and beyond the best we can, and that I think is what is lacking from a lot uh, some of these projects. I shouldn't say all, but it's that extra effort that I think that Asia is really Asia and some of these other uh, countries are putting into the market, not just in cryptocurrency or blockchain, but globally. I mean, you know, economically. So this is kind of something after having gone to Asia and being so moved by the power, by the manpower that I saw up close and personal, how they do, how they build things so impressively. And I feel like America has kind of been in this era of stagnation. And um, that's kind of what got me into this also is because I have this message to deliver to people and say, you're going to have to get back to work, guys. <laughs> that's right. Like the play time's over. It's time to get back to brass tacks and let's start working. 
And it's not that I'm, like I said, I mean, it's not, I don't, people might take that as anti-American or like, oh, you don't love your country. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with me saying, come on, guys, like, step it up. Uh, it's like you telling your your kids, uh, a C's not going to cut it. You got to get A's or you got to get at least a B average. You can't get a C average. You know, it's kind of like step your game up kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I wish my parents would have told me that. For sure. What? <laughs> these oh. don't cut it. Well, it got me a degree, though. <laughs> right. you, these get degrees. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the same. Um, so, <laughs> so there's a lot of different um, things to go go over. If you guys want to go into some of the the news line items, like the uh, government shutdown and how uh, you know the market's just been down lately, and I would be interested to hear what you guys think has been dragging the market down. Matt, do you have any insight on that? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we have such an interesting dynamic in the stock market right now with it being over 20. The Dow is 26,000. Uh, th- this is crazy. If you'd have told me a couple years ago when I was, I was, full, I was a full-time op- options trader for several years of my life, and to say right now, oh, someday the Dow is going to be over 26,000, I would, I would have told you were crazy. But uh, look in the... With no matter what's happening in the markets in the stock market, uh, we all know it's digital. There's nothing behind it. You know, I feel like the U.S. dollar is melting in value. It's just melting, 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 and and yet the trust factor, and that's what got me into crypto and the blockchain, is that we have needed this solution. This is the first time we have a solution that it completely buttons this up. And puts and puts a trustless ledger out there that you don't have to rely on the U.S. dollar. You don't have to rely on the government. It's something solid to invest in. It's investing in math, guys, and it's there and of substance. And you know, it took massive computing power to put this together, and and it holds that value because it's the first time, like I said, globally that we've had this situation where we can invest in projects like this, where there's no loose ends. There's still loose ends. I watched, I watched a movie last night about the crash, the 2008 crash. And you know, right. there's, there's a bear Stearns out there that is going to fall at some point, but you know, the blockchain is going to stay the same because, but even when, even when you see a sea of red, like you've seen here in the last four days, five days, at least a lot of our viewers that watch our channel, I know that I've felt their anxiety because they let me feel it. I'm, I'm, right. They communicate with me in the comments, and I know that they've felt a lot of anxiety. What would you tell those people in the um, audience that have been going through all that, especially some of the people who just came into the market in uh, November, December timeframe when they bought it? Kind of peaks. Well, I'm going to tell them what you tell them all the time, and this is why you and I have some of the shared values, is that, guys, what are you doing why are you doing this investment in the first place? It goes back to this personal responsibility. Are you taking what you see on altcoin buzz as ideas and then going out and researching it for yourself? And you're investing in it because you know that this is the future. This is that in 10 years, everything is going to run on blockchain and most people, the average Joe is not even going to know it. And you're going to be able to sit there and say, wow, I dug in and found out that all those strings though those loose ends were tied up by blockchain and and now we can we can rely on this i don't have to worry that it's a bear stearns 
and it's going to go under like that. Uh, so, you know, and I'm sure Candace has a take on that too with, with her stock market background. Definitely. The most return I get is to long-term hold and there's going to be ups and there's going to be downs. You're going to wake up one day and you're going to lose a bunch of money and then the next day it's going to recover or it might go down again. But eventually if you just hold it onto it, it's going to grow for you. So let it grow for you. Uh, remember to never invest, you know, the amount where you're panicking. If you're panicking over the money that you're investing at this current point, you're doing it wrong. Know the reasons why you're investing. Know where your money is going. Let your money work for you. Take the emotion mm-hmm. out of it, right, Candice? Exactly. Take all emotion out of it. Because if you're sitting there and you're refreshing your portfolio every two seconds and all you see is red, 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 it's going to make you want to sell. But the moment you sell, there's five times or six six times out of ten, it's going to grow the moment you sell. And that happens all the time. So just relax. Yeah. And and, and I will ask Candice this and you, Jeff, too, as well, for everybody out there, you, you know, you've had a small portfolio portfolio you've had a large portfolio when your portfolio goes down 40 percent in one day i don't care who you are it hurts right uh it's all relative you know (laughs) if you would 10 20 years ago what what right now the numbers that i see that i'm going up and down every day that i'm gaining or losing in my portfolio uh i would have just rolled over and died but at this yeah. point, it doesn't matter if you have a thousand in crypto, or you have a hundred thousand in crypto. You, oh yeah, it, you have to, like Candace said, to take the emotion out of it and have a plan. Means when you do get these highs and lows and dips, and your portfolio goes down thirty, forty percent in a day, uh, you have a plan for that. You're either expecting it because you've you're only yeah risking what you that leads lose. me that leads me to an interesting. Uh, uh, aspect or interesting uh, circumstance that may arise for some of us. Uh, the good old fear, uh, fear, uncertainty, and doubt, but <laughs> right, and then FOMO. So when you're mar- when you see your portfolio, uh, let, let's just say you have twenty thousand dollars in the market, and then um, the market goes from eight hundred and twenty million billion dollar market cap down to four hundred and sixty eight billion dollars in four days, and then you got Warren Buffett telling you that um, people are <laughs> a really hard lesson. I mean, how do you overcome that, especially if you've only been doing trading for, you know, that's why that's why I take my job so serious sometimes. And I'm like, uh, there's been countless times where I don't want to make a video because I'm like, I don't want to confront the, the negativity that's out there when I post that video. Um, but I do it because, uh, Number one is I do it because I'm building a channel and I feel like that's my obligation. But I know there's people out there that need to hear something. And some of these other channels out there, they don't want to put out anything because they don't want to confront that negativity that people are feeling. Because then they're like I said, they love me when the market goes up. If I pick one, if I talk about uh, if I talk about syndicator and syndicator (laughs) seven cents and it goes to 30 cents. They freaking love me. If I talk about <laughs> if I talk about up firing and it's at one forty five when I talk about it and it goes down to eighty cents and everyone who got in and uh, to up firing at one forty and it goes back to eighty cents, they say they're like, um, "Should I sell?" And I'm I'm like, and then that puts me in the situation where I'm like, "Look, I don't really want to tell this guy anything that's financial advice, but I want to respond to him and say, no, dude, 
you're going to have to hold this thing for like as long as it's going to take for it to start taking off. <laughs> and what's, what's wrong with, you know, if you ask people who got into Amazon early, and by the way, it's grown more than Bitcoin ever did. It's went oh, up really? more, yeah, at 4,000 something percent and from start to finish. And if you ask them before in the early days, there was ups or downs in early internet days where people would have said the same thing about Amazon. Oh, I better sell it. But if you look out 10 years, 15 years, none of them would say, oh, that you should have sold it. Now, the long-term aspect of just saying to yourself, and this may maybe help some of you, a lot of this crypto real use case stuff is just now kicking in, guys. 2018, 19, 2020 is when this stuff really starts to shine. So just say to yourself, you're going to hold the core positions in your portfolio for the next two or three years, and you'll be fine. You'll get through these ups and downs. Yep. So, uh, Candace, have you ever FOMO'd into any uh, positions? Oh. <laughs> like, have you ever seen, like, uh, I don't know, Tron going way up and you had a, this fear of missing out? Like, if I don't jump into Tron right now at 28 cents, it's going to go to a dollar. So I better jump in at 28 cents. I mean, have you ever had that with Cardano or Ripple or Tron? I mean, I've, or Verge? Those are like the four that stand out to me because I watch those just go to the... I would call that... I, I remember when Cardano was two cents. So when I saw Cardano go all the way to, um, you know, a dollar thirty-five or a dollar forty, I was like, oh man, that's a moonshot. Because that's almost like a 50, 50 times... That's like a 60 times games right there. I mean... I definitely did that with Verge. I got in <laughs> right before the all-time high, and I was just like, oh, yeah, okay, that's good. At least I'm in. And then it just it just dropped, and it tries to recover, and it drops. But there's just there's so much controversy behind Verge that I just kind of was like, I can't get behind this investment. And so I ended up selling for a loss, and I was just like, don't chase, don't chase, because I learned that in stocks. I mean, I, I tried doing penny uh, penny stocks for a while there and I was just like oh man this is too much for me so uh, like I said I'm more of a I, I think Verge was the biggest uh, kind of huge uh, where everyone was talking about it I was just like okay everyone's talking about it let me just jump into it let's see where it goes and unfortunately it didn't work out well for me so I was just like all right I'm gonna stick to my strategy from now on and kind of you know invest into coins where you know there's a little bit of say here and there but it's not like this huge explosion of everyone get in now or else you know so verge mm -hmm. what uh, what would be your best bit of advice for a newbie uh just coming into the market let's say someone just came into the market uh yesterday <laughs> or let's say they came in like a week ago and they bought, you know, Bitcoin when it was at 13,000 and they've watched it pull back down to 10,000. Do you have anything that you might be able to tell them to give them peace of mind or any sort of advice or maybe should they consider uh, altcoins or do you have anything to say to someone who's new to the market, basically? Uh, definitely. Um, so, for example, I had a bunch of guys that I know invest in Litecoin when it was, I think it was like 340 and it was at an all time high. And then the next day it just had a huge pullback. And so these guys are sweating it. And, um, and then right now it's sitting at I think it's like sitting around 171. And so they're sitting there and I'm like, did you sell it? And they're like, God, I want to, but you told me not to just hold on to it. But man, I want to. And I said, well, don't just hold on to it a little bit more. 
believe in what you invest and just know that it's okay. What you're doing is you're at the, the start of this. You have to remember that this is new. So you're getting in where 90% of the population don't even know what the heck Bitcoin is or they're avoiding it. Right. And um, definitely don't, this is hard. This is my personal advice. Don't go after a coin that you just, you go through comments, thousands of comments, and all you see is that specific coin. Do your research before you're putting your well hard-earned money into it. Don't chase something that, you know, FOMO. Don't get FOMO. Do the research first. See if it's valid. See if you're, if you just have a good gut instinct about it, then yes, put your money in. But be sound with your decision. Be okay with the decision that you have made because then you can walk away at a loss or at holding it and you're still down and be okay with it because you made this decision. That's all I say. So good. Nice, right? Matt. So good. Matt. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, what what do you what, think? What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? Oh, whoa, we're having audio issues. Yeah, that, we got it. Uh, I love what Candace said about that, uh, to have that long-term perspective. I mean, that's just golden advice for no matter what. It makes me think of people who uh, have bought a house, and they maybe bought at the wrong time, and their house value goes down. They're, they can't just go out on the open market and sell that thing right away. So they say, well, it's a long-term investment, and it makes them feel better that they bought at a high of their house. Well, because they know they're going to hang on to their house for the next 10, 20, 30 years. And so they get through those dips, those highs and lows. So guys, with this, with the investing space, try to have a little bit more than a two-week or a two-month attitude. Try to tell yourself, hey, I'm going to be in this thing for two or three years, and it'll get you through these moments. You're not going to turn around and sell your house in two weeks right after you just bought it. So don't turn around right. and sell your long-term investments in two weeks after you just got so, it. So, so you're saying take more of a, a long-term approach. You're saying one to two years. Yeah, and just like some of those ICOs, Jeff, that you and I were involved in, they didn't move for a long time. and and they've moved a little bit and they're going, but they're going to hit a point where tens of millions, hundreds of millions of people are using these applications. And just hang in there until there's some real practical, you know, when grandma starts using one of these messenger apps that is blockchain based, look out. Uh-huh. Then, then you're not going to be able to stop it, and you're going to say to yourself, "Oh wow, why did I get sucked into all the fear and the storms and all the news that's out there? Why didn't I just hang on, just like buying Amazon in the early days?" Why so you you're just saying hang on? If, if if Bitcoin goes to, um, I'm hearing major echoes in the background. Yeah, you're good. Go for it. Oh, oh. Okay. okay. Um, uh, if Bitcoin goes to uh, $1,000, let's just say by chance, what do you have to say to somebody? Because, you know, there's there's been some fun out there where uh, people put that out there. What do you think? <laughs> I would be so happy because uh, I feel that 
blockchain technology is in a bull market for the next five to 10 years. And so I feel like we're in the early days, like what I missed out on in the dot-com boom. I feel like we're in the early days of the 90s, for instance. And if Bitcoin goes to a thousand and there's blood in the streets and everybody has all been out of shape about it, I'm going to be so excited that I get to buy more just like I did when it dropped to 900. <laughs> because, because realizing in a bull market, at some point over the next five years, it'll probably try to go test its all-time highs at around 20000 And that gives me 19000 in profit. So yep. take a, so a longer-term attitude. So you're saying basically cryptocurrency is unstoppable in your opinion? Well, I think like all these businesses, uh, there's going to be those ones. I think maybe Candace alluded to this where you've got – what, 1,400 and something ICOs right now or tokens and coins out there under 1,500 right now? Well, there's probably a lot of those businesses that are going to go, in essence, go bankrupt. Well, but this is why you do your research and you cream the crop and the ones that have good, solid teams and a business model and that have real use case. And you do, edu you do your you look at the fundamentals of the companies and you say, would I invest in this if it was in the stock market? Would I get a return as a shareholder? Would this would this turn into something that's profitable and useful and eventually is grandma going to use it in the real world? And if you answer yes to all that and you go into those, then you have a lot better chance in the next few years to be in some unstoppable investments. Uh, okay, some of them right. probably are going to go belly up, yeah. Rattle off some uh, cream of the top, the cream of the crop, uh, top of the line uh, coins right now. Like, give me some of your top, your top tier uh, cryptocurrencies on the market that you think um, are, are more. Obviously, you have Bitcoin, you have Ethereum, you have Litecoin. What else do we have that catches your eye um, as a strong team, a strong project that's that looks like they they're on the right path? Oh goodness, there's so many of them. You guys have mentioned so many of them right now just look at your top 20 look at your look at your ones that have a huge market cap they're there for a reason they're there because uh they people have they have staying power look at the ones that were started in in 2014 and 15 i mean look at these ones that have staying power that just didn't start last week and and make sure and i think candace said this too a, a a larger part of her portfolio is in these ones that have been around and have proven themselves. Uh, and I, I also told somebody this today in our Steemit group. Um, look at this stuff like uh, like vehicles. Don't look at it like coins and uh, precious metals is what we said. So quit looking at like gold and silver and platinum, titanium and all this and comparing it. How about the fact that the top 20, 30 uh, in market cap cryptos Aren't they like a Dodge and a Ford and a Chevy and a Beamer and a Nissan and that? They're all vehicles. They all have separate use cases. People like them. They have different features and models and ways. And they might be an SUV. They might be a compact. They might be a, by, be a huge truck. But they're all oh, good yeah. vehicles. I've, see, I've seen that with Daewoo. I mean, I remember yeah. when Daewoo was car on the market. now Or Hyundai. I remember when Hyundai, if you owned a Hyundai in the 90s, you were driving like the lowest yeah. end of the lowest end. Now you can get like a Hyundai or a Hyundai, I don't know how you say it, 
uh, and it's like a top tier vehicle. Hyundai. Okay, there you go. (laughs) Yeah, I own Um, a couple of Hyundai's, and the the they're just like vehicles. So if everybody would get away comparing this to, well, is Bitcoin the gold, and is Litecoin the silver, and is is Neo the going to take over the Ethereum because because it's the titanium to to this one's uh, diamonds? Oh my goodness, what's get the, over it! You know what's the te- what's the Tesla though? Which one of these? <laughs> like Tesla is in a whole another league of its own, right? So well, yeah. like if you were to say to me, like Jeff, what do you think is the Tesla of them all? I'm going to have to say Ethereum. Nice. Ethereum is the Tesla because Ethereum, uh, Vitalik, he's still young and he's, I, I listen to Vitalik talk. Vitalik is, he's got, he's so tuned in to what he's working on. But also if you look at his, his process as a visionary in the evolution of how he brought this tokenized economy to the blockchain, because when he looked at the, 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 the blockchain or the Satoshi uh, white paper and he looked at Bitcoin, and then he said, we can make this into an application developer platform. Amazing. And he, right. it was him who brought that. So he's and, a visionary. And he's not done uh, being a visionary. So for me, he investing in Ethereum is like the big thing because Vitalik. It, it, sometimes all it takes is having the Gates, the Zuckerberg, the Elon Musk. Once you well, have the it guy, exactly, you have yes. the it guy. Vitalik is an it guy. And I can't think of any of these other projects out there that have an it guy. There's only one other project that I like like that. And that's ethos, that young kid, uh, Shingo Levine. Yep. Excellent project. Now, Jeff, let me ask you this then. And Candace, you know, why didn't these guys, why didn't Vitalik already just ride off into the sunset? Because he's got plenty of money to do it. it. He's not in this for the money. It's the passion. Look at Elon Musk. Why did he, why did he go on to do all these? Why did the whole PayPal mafia go on to start these multi-billion dollar projects. They didn't do it for the money. They did it for the passion. So guys, go Definitely. for go for projects that you have researched and you believe in and you see that kind of passion behind it because most of these guys who are in that class are trying to change the world. Right, right. And Vitalik is definitely one of those guys, whether he, and the funny thing is when I watch Vitalik, I don't get the impression that he's trying to conquer the world. I think he's just going to do it because he's like, he's like been picked by the, by, you know, the, the powers above to, to be doing what he's doing. And, um, cause like, if I listen to him talk, he's very humble. He's, um, he's just very, uh, he well, just he thinks what's on his mind and he speaks it again. Why does Warren Buffett he, keep going? Right. Why does why right. does Warren, why doesn't the guy retire? Uh, that's a good question. Actually, I was gonna I was gonna ask you that. He's he's not doing it for the money anymore. <laughs> At some point, it just became a game. And you see Vitalik and some of these other guys like this that would be fine. You know, to hear Charlie Lee of Litecoin, he's he, I'm sure he is set. He sold all his right. all his stuff. Uh, just at the end of the year. And so why is he just beginning to develop his project, Litecoin? Because he's passionate about it. He's, he's in it because of the be revolution that's coming. He, like you, you said, he could retire and he could do something else. Maybe he could go into a real estate development with all the, the money that he made when he sold all his Litecoin or whatever. But like you say, he's in it for the, uh, for the movement. And I think you're touching on something that's really important that people in the audience should realize is why are they doing it? Are they doing it for the right reasons? Are they doing it because they want Lambos? 
or are they doing it because they want um, because they want to be a part of this movement and they want to make hearty uh, decisions and hearty wealth uh, that's going to impact and change the world through this revolution we call the blockchain. Well said. Definitely. Yeah. I, and, and so I think that's what if people in there, if people can reflect on that, whether they're listening to this in their car or whether they're listening to this uh, at their home computer or walking it at the gym, wherever they're going right now. Um, I think, Matt, you really brought that brought that up is why are we why are you investing? And if you can answer that question and it, and it won't say that you're doing it just because of the money, then you're probably in it for the right reasons. But if yeah. you're in it just for the money and the Lambos, it's probably not the best reason to be into this. <laughs> and I think that's why a lot of people get into crypto that don't know much is they're trying to get this get rich quick scheme, right? And that is a reason that 90% of the people that enter this sort of uh, market lose their money. It's the same as the stock market. If you go in thinking one day you're going to invest 50 bucks and the next day you wake up and you're going to have $500,000, you're wrong. So yeah. look at it from a different perspective. What are your goals? What are you looking for in terms of investment? Why are you investing? That's definitely a better attitude to have than just throwing your money and hoping that <laughs> you come out with, uh, you know, all this money that you don't have to work or do a damn thing in your life anymore. Right. So exactly. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, you know, we're all in it to invest. That means we're in it to make money. So I'm not putting down people for saying, hey, you know, I'm trying to make money with this. You're telling me that I got a bad attitude because I'm trying to make money with this or I'm trying to get uh, wealth off this. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, like, don't make that the only reason that you're doing this or that you're participating in this economy, because you, there's going to be if, you're, if that's the only reason you're going to be too emotionally distraught by the time it's over with. You're not going to have, it's like Steve Jobs said, he said, um, he said, he said, they said, do you have any advice for young people? And he said, uh, yeah, pick the career path that you have passion for. And I elaborated on it more. And he said, because if you pick something that you have passion for, when you come to hard times or trials and tribulations through the process, you'll, because you're passionate, it will, it, you'll have enough in the tank to overcome those difficult times. And it, it will happen with everything, right? I mean, you guys, I think if we all reflected on our life. We could see where there's been good times and bad times. And the cryptocurrency market is not just one straight ascent straight to Mars. It's going to go every chart that you ever look at, including Amazon or Tesla or Bitcoin, is going to go up and down at some point. Although you were saying that Amazon never goes down. <laughs> no, no, just looking over the long term from the 90s. If you look at the right, chart, right. it looks pretty nice. But during if, if you zoom in and you look at the day to day, you get caught up in the day to day, you would have got out in the 90s. You would have just been done with it and said, forget it. But the big yeah. picture, yeah, was much different. Okay, guys, so we're going to conclude this uh, podcast here. Um, what I'm going to ask from the people in the audience, give us feedback on things that you guys think about this show, what you'd like to, to talk about moving forward. This is our very first podcast with All Coin Buzz. We have Candice, and she's done a great job uh, getting involved with us. We've got Matt. He's done a great job getting involved with us. And I want you guys to stay on the lookout uh, for what they're bringing to the uh, community. So uh, do you guys have any social media that people can look you guys up on if uh, they want to stay in touch? Are you guys on Twitter or if or not? Are you guys not ready to put out that kind of information yet? Oh, no, I tell you what, uh, Jeff, this is awesome. Uh, go ahead, Candice. Uh, yeah, I, I have no 
qualms about that. I'm at Candace Renee for Twitter. It's C-A-N-D-A-C-E-R-E-N-A-Y. And I'm up later than most of the United States because I do live in Hawaii. So while the Asia's doing their thing, you can hit me up and you know talk to me about your investments, what's going on, what's going through your head, and just chat. I'm always available. So. Okay. Very nice. And uh, I just wanted to tell everybody I'm excited about our Steemit channel, the Altcoin Buzz Steemit channel. Go on there because I'm interacting with all you guys on there, and I'd be happy you, to have everybody go to that. Yeah, Matt is the manager of our Steemit. Very exciting platform. I oh, you got to go watch Jeff's video on that. That's what you got to yeah, do. Yeah, you're rocking, man. You're freaking. <laughs> Rocking that, that. hardcore. So that's tough. Okay, it's the future so, guys. I agree, man. Steam is. I I love the uh, potential for Steam, and I love what they're about. Uh, definitely. That's. I'm not even just saying that because I've been on social media for a while now, and I could see the potential uh, just in the fact that instead of you giving away your data for free, now you at least get something in return for it, whether it be cryptocurrency or something. But Steam is definitely getting you paid for interacting and using their platform, and that is completely revolutionary. So cool. Definitely. All right, guys. So we'll uh, we'll see you all next time for the All Coin Buzz podcast episode number two. Thanks for listening, Thanks, everybody. Guys.